How we doing this morning? Everybody sleep okay? All right. I thought I heard a bike last night that might need some work this morning. Somebody uh, rev limited out. It's all good. Well, uh, I'm excited for today because now I can actually see you. So it's really helpful. And uh, Ruts, guys, thanks for breakfast and helping with all that stuff. And Hume crowd, awesome. It was really, really, really good and uh, excited. Last night, talking about traction. If you missed it, we're glad you made it in. But the quick summary. In order to have traction in life, you got to have the right things working to the ground. If you don't have the right things working to the ground, then it doesn't really matter. And it's one thing if you say, oh, this, this looks great because I'm looking at it from the side. All the knobs right down the center are intact. But if you look at it this way, all the side knobs are gone. So if i got to make quick reactions, I'm, I'm toast. I'm done. I'm sliding out. And we talked about how Jesus provided that traction that was stable and stuck. And I reminded you kids that the idea of following the path that your parents maybe have laid for you is a way of maintaining traction for later in life. Because when you learn how to obey and honor your parents, you learn how to obey and honor the Lord. And I reminded you parents that you got people trailing behind you. And you may feel a lot more stable in your life, stable in the way that you ride, maybe because you've, with age, got a cage like me. And so you got four wheels, and you're rolling. Yeah, I hear that, right? And you're rolling, but you've got people chasing you that are still running two wheels. And so you have to be aware, be cautious, be careful that you're not taking people in directions that are actually going to cause them to slip out rather than to point them in a direction where traction can take hold. And so that's kind of what we talked about. We've, we, we managed to, to get through the verse 5 about of Romans 8. And verse 4, middle of four, 3 and 4, it says this, And so he condemns sin in the flesh in order that righteous, the righteous requirements of the law may be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. The idea of traction in your life being related completely to the fact when it comes to spiritual realities, there's only one person that can provide traction. It's Jesus Christ. How did he do it? By being a sin offering, that was earlier, being a sin offering, and then in that, conquering sin, death, and providing that gift to anybody who would believe. And believe is beyond just saying, oh, I, I think that's true, that's, that's cool, that's cool for you. Because that would be like seeing a brand new bike and saying, yeah, I like that bike. Um, I think that bike would, would ride me uh, well, but I'm not going to ride that bike. You acknowledge that it's real. You acknowledge that it's there, but you'd never actually sit down on top of it, grab the bars and say, okay, let's go somewhere. See, that's this difference between faith and just recognition of reality, truth, right? We can say something is true, but never, ever actually put our faith in it. That is to get on, grab on, and say, okay, you provide me the way because you're the only one that can give me appropriate traction. And so we talked a little bit about hitting those soft sands. You kids, have you ever hit soft sand, the little ones? I was on a little 50. This was a Oh, man, I got to say it was probably like a 78 little Suzuki 50 with a metal tank. 
And me and my cousin got the bright idea. We were little. And I said, well, why don't you just hop on the back and we'll go down. I lived on 11 acres. And so we're cruising down, and, and I'm thinking everything's good. We hit some soft sand, cranked sideways because I didn't have, I wasn't used to the weight behind me. And we bailed over, and, and I was little. I didn't wear motorcycle boots most of the time growing up. So, you know, kids, pay attention, wear boots. I still have a scar on the inside of my heel right here where I, where I melted through my shoe and I blistered up on the pipe because I was doing something I shouldn't do and I didn't have a hold of what I had a hold. And I was trying to bring some along when I shouldn't have brought them along. And so when we think about the, the idea of having faith, know this, it has to grow. It has to get stronger. God provides you traction, and that traction settles you in. There is no condemnation. No one can take that away. But you have to learn how to hang on with time. Learning how to hang on with time. So in the poker run, don't overshoot yourself, because then you're going to ball up and mess everybody else up. Take it easy. Roll good. Because it's okay that we all have different layers of our faith at this point. The good news is <clears throat> it's not based on our works. It's not based on our writing ability on how we are made right with God. We have that traction. But when he provides the traction, he wants us to ride in it. And that's where we're, we're going to see today. So verse 5 says this, those who live according to the flesh, we talked about flesh being not just skin and bone, but the idea that that skin and bone subject to sin or rebellion. Think about it that way, rebellion. Those who live according to a rebellious mindset have their mindset on things that are rebellious or fleshly. But those who live according with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. I want you to notice something there. It says that the Spirit desires something. That means that though we have freedom in Christ from the law, there are certain desires that he has more than other desires. He wants us to stay away from some things and grab a hold of other things. He wants us to point our families in certain directions and point them away from other directions. There are definitions. There are desires. And then it goes on to say that the mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by rebellion is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Okay, hostile. It means at, at odds with, an enemy of. And, and it's right here, clear as day, can't sidestep it. The mind governed, controlled by rebellious thought is actually opposed to God. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like spiritual traction. And so it's directing us to, to switch. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it. And God's law, think about it this way. Think about it instruction. Little ones, do you remember? Uh, some of you are still riding centrifugal, right? You got, you got no clutch. But some of you have switched to a clutch. And you had to learn what that switch was. And you, you took the time, your parents instructed you, they showed you what it was, giving it the right amount of juice, giving it the right amount of release, and rolling out so you don't flip and so you don't bog, right? That's instruction. That's instruction. 
That's what God wants to do for us is provide instruction. Why? Because he's provided the traction. (laughs) He's told us we can sit down on it if we trust him. But we have to learn how to walk in this so that when we come to those hard lines, when we have to make those hard cuts, we actually can. And we can hang on. Bars aren't ripped out of our hands. Now, this one, the last verse, it says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. And we're going to finish the rest tonight and tomorrow. But in this small section, it's talking about if you live according to the flesh, then it, you will not have traction in your life. If you live according to rebellion, you cannot have traction in your life. If you live according to those things as though you have this, it's down, but it's not attached very well. And I want to show you another little example. A lot of people underestimate the value of this little thing. You know what this is? This is a rim lock. This attaches the tire to the rim. It's always one of those things that out of sight, out of mind, right? It's buried in there. It's actually inside, in between the tube and the tire, holding this tire so that what? So that it doesn't spin out because if it spins out, what's it going to do? It's going to tear your, ri- your tube. Just the, uh, about, uh, I don't know, say a month ago, one of my sons was riding after big rain. He's, he's rolling hard and, and wasn't necessarily thinking about how there's new ravines and ruts running through everything. And he nails one hard. Bam! Everything comes up. We thought he broke his arm. He didn't actually ball up. He just hit so hard. And then the tire was popped. And I'm like, man, he hit that hard? I, mean, I would have thought he would have broke his arm at that point. Brings the bike home. It's flat tire. It was okay. It was a front tire. He gets home, and I'm looking at the thing. I take it apart. What a pain to take apart a tire, right? I just, I, I don't, you know, I, I finally, I, I broke down, and I bought the right tools, right? I got the tools, and that's part of the thing with our lives. If you don't have the right tools to gain traction in your life, that is the right tools that God has provided you, the right tools of the people around you, the right tools of paying attention to his instruction, then it's really hard to figure out how to get that traction to make it into real life. How to not live in the idea of distraction and rebellion, but actually in what God has called you to. Because when you, you get the right tools, it helps you to fix things. And one of the things, we pulled the tire, I was pulling the tube, and I noticed, oh, man, the nut is totally gone from, from my, my rim lock on my boy's bike. It was totally gone. I don't think the hit is what tore the bike up. I think it was the fact that just riding, and when he hit that, it slipped the rim, because when I took the tube off, guess where the hole was? Right at the stem. Right at the stem. You see, sometimes we run our spiritual life as if all we need to do is have the stem connected to the structural member of our spiritual life. That is, who's the structural member? The Spirit, God, the Son. They're all together. You can't separate them. They do different things. There's authority within the Godhead. But some of us live our life as if all we need to do is throw the tire on, pump it up, and just roll. 
But you've got to also have a way to stabilize and remember and keep that traction transferred down and lock it in place, a rim lock. You see, I, I'm not going to give you all of the rules and regulations because here's the good news. There's no rules and regulations. It's like this. We go out, this, there's a poker run track, but you can go in any direction you want, right? You can go anywhere on a trail. The BLM says stay on a trail. So that's our rules. But as far as where, it's anywhere. We have great freedom. And the truth is, in Christ, we do have great freedom, but there's still trails, and we still want to follow them. And as we follow them, it locks down into place the traction that he's already provided. Those who live in the realm of the flesh will eventually slip out into rebellion. But those who live according to the Spirit will be made right with God, will continue to walk in line with God, will continue to find traction in life with God. And that's this part of, of Romans 8 that's a, such an encouragement. So what does that look like in real life? That looks like, it looks like being honest with yourself and with the people around you. One of the best ways to have traction in your life is to have integrity. Why? Because integrity helps you know when you've done something wrong, guess what? You did something wrong. That means you don't have to make excuses. That means you don't have to blame someone else. That means you don't have to fly off the handle at your kids or, or kids. It doesn't mean you have to fly off the handle at your parents because you just own what you did. Why? Because owning what you did is part of having integrity. It's part of saying, no, I'm true to who I am because I know who provides traction in my life. And that is Jesus. Jesus says what? I will forgive you if you come to me. But if you don't come to me, you already stand unforgiven. So the thing that really matters to have traction is to remember that we have lives where we do make mistakes. We do ride off trail. We do eventually sometimes slip out completely and we ball up. But if we get back up, we stand upon it. And here's the great news about Jesus and the power that he provides through the spirit. That thing's never broke. Never broke. Clutch levers always there. Brake levers are always there. The tires are always there if we will sit down on it. And one of the ways to do that is with integrity saying, you know what? I know when I've cut and made mistakes and rebellion, I'm going to come back to the truth. Never too late, never too soon. If you're in rebellion, you know it. I don't have to convince you of that. Either God's convincing you of that or you're not being convinced. That's not my task. But here's my task. Those of us that do know it, what do we do? We ride in it. We ride in it. So integrity is one easy way. Just be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. Another way is to, is to grow in love for one another. We know how to love people that we value. Some of us have twisted views of who we value, and that needs to be corrected, and it will be corrected, but we know who we love. And when we push into those that we love, it's easier to extend that love out to others. 
And that, my friends, is ultimately the attraction that God desires for us because he called us to love as he loved. And how did he love? He gave his life for us so that we might have traction in it. And so a simple way of thinking, how do I lock in? How do I lock down what I know that God has provided, what I see that he has done through Jesus? How do I lock it into place? Well, I lock it into place by paying attention to the instruction, the law, that is instruction of God and the direction he's pointed me to. It's like later when you all are running the poker run, the markers, and I think they're blue and white, right, Ruts? The, the markers today, they're blue and white. If you're staying in the blue and white, then you're on course. You don't have to ride one line or the other. There's a bunch of lines to take, but you're on course. If you go outside of that, you're off course. And, and that's like our Christian walk with God, our faith, our understanding. If we say, I'm going to lock down the traction he's provided, then I'm going to pay attention to what he's provided, the instruction that he's given. I don't know where you go to get your instruction. I know the only place you should go is here and people that explain this. Because this is where we get the instruction of God. And if we're going to live in the realm of the Spirit with full and appropriate traction, then we have to rely on that, not on a bunch of new ingenuity and new ideas. I saw an old Yamaha back there, um, and I don't know which one it was uh, or whose it is, um, but it looked like it was uh, probably early 80s Yamaha in the back. It was blue, blue tanks and blue stuff. And Yamaha's always confused me because they're always changing colors, right? I mean, I had a little, I told you guys a few years ago when I was, uh, it was, it was, I remember it so well because when I was uh, nine years old, I got a brand new, my dad and my mom got me a brand new Yamaha 60 and it was yellow and I had yellow pants, and I had a yellow jersey, and I had a bell helmet that was yellow, and I looked like a banana just screaming down the road. But that's the thing. You know, Yamaha is either, it's, it's been yellow, blue, red, and white. Uh, I think they're blue again, so it's all good. But that, that thing of these bikes, we know, we look at them, and we say, we know what that's capable of, and we know it has power. And if I sit down on it, I can ride. I can go. And that's the thing with Jesus. If you sit down and pay attention to what he's provided, this is the right direction. This is the right instruction. This is the right definitions. This is the right desires that we should have. And that's why it was so important because when we read there that the Spirit has desires, the way to know it is by looking into his word. You can do that as a family on the weekends when you're out here sitting around the fire after a long day. Take some time. Read the scripture to your children. Own the scripture in your mind. Because when you do that, then what? The integrity of your life transfers down to your children. They're seeing that, and then they see how they should follow the thing about the Christian life is Jesus said before he left to go make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them everything that I have told you. Making disciples is simple. It's saying, follow me because I'm following him. 
Your family's doing that. Your kids are doing that. And I can tell you right now, to lock in the spirit-given, the forgiveness provided and the spirit-given power, to lock that in, you have to recognize what it is, and then you have to say, no, I'm going to intentionally take the time to not just say, oh, I'm going to rely on uh, the, the stem to keep things in place, but no, I'm going to actually choose to put something in there in a regular interval. Every time that wheel goes around, that rim lock is hitting. And that's life. Every time our life goes forward, we have to make sure that we are touching base with integrity, that we are touching base with love, that we are touching base with God's instruction. Because as those things all converge and come together, it does something for us. It helps us to stay connected with the traction that God has provided. And later, we're going to talk about the most important piece of this whole thing, and that is the Spirit, because the next section is about the realm of the Spirit. And like I, I told you last night, if, if you're here and you don't know this Christian thing and you're not aware of what is going on, but perhaps the Holy Spirit is prompting you right now, and you may not even know that, but if you're saying, you know what, this stuff makes sense to me. I don't know why and I don't know everything, but it's starting to make sense. I need someone to provide me traction. I can't do it on my own, and so I'm going to look towards someone that can. And I would encourage you, let that mull over in your mind today. As you're rolling, remember, there's a, there's a tire that you're relying on. Some of you are going to really quickly realize that, man, that, that's a really important piece because you're going to have tire issues today. The rest of us remember that there's a rim lock on those bikes that's going around every time. And it reminds us that we have to connect in and we have to say, okay, traction's been given, but I have to pay attention to the traction. And if I pay attention to the traction, what's left? The tire better have air in it, right? Better have air in it. Because if it doesn't have air, it all looks good. It looks like it has traction, all the things. But as you keep rolling through, you're just going to blow out the sides and crack your tire. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. What's the air that provides the appropriate amount of pressure that gives us the traction that we need? And sometimes that pressure changes depending on the riding style. And sometimes that pressure from God changes depending on what we're going through in life. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Don't discount the pieces that you don't see. They're not that visible. No one can tell you whether you're living in integrity. Only you and God knows. No one can tell you if you're really living in love. Only you and God know. No one can tell you if you're following God's instructions because most of the world that we're around, they don't know God's instructions and they don't even care. But if we know, if we trust, if we love, and if we follow, then we have traction in life. And the element that, that helps us, which we'll talk about tonight, is the fact that the Spirit indwells us on the inside. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for the chance to be here. Thank you for all these folks. I pray that as we go out today and, and tear up the desert, have some fun, maybe uh, head to Randsburg, Lord, that you would just, uh, just provide us with just a, a great time, that everybody's safe, 
Lord, I do pray for all equipment to work well. I pray for no broken clutch levers. I'm going to be honestly surprised if that happens today, Lord, but I pray that nobody balls up hard enough to break anything. We are so grateful for all you do, all you've provided. Lord, help us be people that trust in what you've done because it will provide us traction. Lord, help us be people that that look to what you've done and look to what you've revealed in your word, knowing that it will lock in what you've provided. We're so grateful, God, for your love, Jesus, for your sacrifice, and Spirit for convicting us and convincing us these things are true. Amen.